Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation, uh, breaking news, and I've got to deal with it here because I'm going on vacation, and I'll be gone this coming week. We were headed to Arizona, but my wife is not well enough to get on a plane. She's got a infection, sinus infection, among other things, and just isn't well enough to get on a plane. So we've had to cancel all of that. And we're still going out of town for a few days. And I didn't want to leave you guys hanging on this debt ceiling deal because why? Uh, Let me start with this. Back in 2005, George W. Bush, president of the United States, had an opening come up on the United States Supreme Court. And surprising everyone, he picked his legal counsel, Harriet Myers. There were lots of strong contenders for the job, and he threw a wild card. He he valued loyalty, and he picked Harriet Myers. Now, Harriet Myers, I was actually the person who broke the news. Harriet Myers had given Al Gore money. Uh, for the presidency uh, when he was running the first time against George H.W. Bush, Al Gore, then young guy running for president, and she gave him money. She had been a Democrat. There was nothing in her record that suggested she was pro-life, nothing. But all the Republican commentators, the members of the Senate, the punditocracy, uh, the talk radio voices, except Rush Limbaugh, they all came out and said, oh, what a marvelous pick. Harriet Myers, genius. We didn't see this coming. We had no idea. Oh, my gosh. She's fantastic. George Bush says she's conservative. Therefore, she's conservative. Just as his dad had assured us all that David Souter was the right man for the job. Harriet Myers had to be the right person for the job. Let us bless this because he says so. Those same voices, fast forward nearly 20 years, are all out telling us what a marvelous job this was. My gosh, Kevin McCarthy has cut the most amazing deal on the debt ceiling. We should trust Kevin McCarthy. He's a conservative, and this is a conservative deal. I bet Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to come out swinging against anyone who says otherwise. Back in 2005, and I don't mean to pick on my friend Hugh Hewitt, but Hugh Hewitt was one of the voices who came out and said, my goodness, Harriet Myers, what a bold pick, essentially. And someone on the internet, I forget who now, said Hugh Hewitt, I'll say poop sandwich. Poop sandwich. It's tasty. Grade B, but edible. Um, Give it give it a B plus. I, y'all, come on. This isn't a good deal. And, and Republicans are rallying, oh, Kevin McCarthy's got such a good deal. He's got Joe Biden over the barrel. Look, the Democrats are complaining. The Democrats say it's a bad deal. The Democrats are upset. Therefore, it must be a good deal. Throw Br'er Rabbit in the briar patch. He doesn't want to be there. Throw him in. 
Y'all, it's unenforceable. The deal Kevin McCarthy has gotten with Joe Biden is unenforceable. It increases spending. They're saying, oh, but it's only 1%. It's still an increase, and it's unenforceable. Domestic program spending will be set at $704 billion for the coming fiscal year. They will not defund the IRS. Republicans wanted $130 billion in cuts to government funding for fiscal year 2024 and a decade of strict budget caps. The budget bargain struck by Biden and McCarthy, reading now from political, would limit spending for two years, then set non-enforceable funding targets after 2025. They will increase the debt ceiling by $4 trillion over the next two years to make sure this isn't an issue during the 2024 election. They'll wait until 2025 to have to increase it again. This is kind of crap. Read it again from Politico. Uh, Garrett Graves of Louisiana and Patrick McHenry of North Carolina argued that the budget accord includes six years of enforceable funding limits. That includes two years of caps that will constrain funding for the remainder of the 118th Congress, four years of additional restraints that could be undone by future spending agreements. The deal will cap military funding at Joe Biden's budget request, $886 billion, a 3.5% increase. Veterans medical care would match the president's request at $121 billion in fiscal 2024. Pentagon spending level isn't sitting well. Lindsey Graham wants it to be higher. You can't vote for this if you're a conservative. This really doesn't get you anything. Spinning still goes up. Even 1%, that's still an increase. The caps are not actually enforceable. You know, when is a cap enforceable? It's enforceable when there are mechanisms that bind both sides. This doesn't. A simple vote just changes it. There's no enforceability mechanism. There's no offsets. There's no dollar-for-dollar offsets. You increase spinning here, you decrease it there. There's none of that. None of the stuff. Now, listen, this is a negotiation, and you don't get anything, you don't get everything you want in your negotiation. I get that. I get it's a compromise. I understand the nature of compromises, but this is more of a capitulation than a compromise. The American public, poll after poll after poll, showed they don't want to tie a debt ceiling increase except to a spending cut. A majority of Americans or a plurality of Americans said they would blame Biden, not the Republicans, because Biden's the one who refused to negotiate. We head into this with the wind at our back, and the best Kevin McCarthy gets us is, well, in 2025, we'll make some cuts. We will not defund the IRS, and we won't make anything enforceable. We'll use the language of enforceability without actually a statutory framework for enforceability. This is, why did, why the hell did we even do this? Why go through the dog and pony show when you're not really getting anything? Because it's a compromise. All the Republicans telling us it's a good deal would have told us a clean debt ceiling increase is a good deal because Kevin McCarthy said so. The, the, the leg humpers always come out, the seal clappers. Oh, Kevin McCarthy said it was enforceable. Art, 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 and all the seals clap. He threw him a fish. Never mind the fish is dead and gutted. He threw him a fish, and so they seal clap. 
just like they did with Harriet Myers. The same Republicans telling you this is a fantastic deal are the ones who didn't understand why conservatives wanted to fight Kevin McCarthy in the first place. <sighs> there will be work requirements for SNAP, which is good. But there will be no new work requirements for Medicaid. There will be no gutting of the Green New Deal. The clean energy tax incentives, the Democrats call them, will be there. It won't touch Joe Biden's cancellation of student loans. It will codify Joe Biden's plan to end the freeze in monthly student loan payments and interest at the end of the summer. But the Green New Deal stays. There'll be some cuts to the IRS, not what Republicans wanted, barely any. Billions of dollars in unspent COVID relief will be clawed back from states. Okay. This is kind of meh. This isn't the conservative win that we were expecting. So you're going to keep the Green New Deal. Most of the IRS funding stays. You'll put some new work requirements for SNAP or the food stamp program and, and the temporary assistance for needy families program, but not a lot. You're not going to get rid of the student loan bailout. You're going to say it's enforceable. And this is the key when you hear them talk about, well, this is going to be enforceable. They're using the language of enforceability. That is, they are telling you it's enforceable, but they're not actually going to put language in the package that makes it enforceable. That's a sleight of hand. It's a rhetorical sleight of hand. They're going to tell you it's enforceable. It's like telling you that the turd is a lemon. This pile of dog crap is actually citrus fruit. They're not actually going to, like, make it citrus fruit. They're going to tell you this dog crap deal is enforceable for spending caps and spending cuts, but they're not actually going to put language in legislation to make it so. This is the Harriet Myers of budget deals. This is the Harriet Myers of budget deals. Conservatives should oppose this. Why the hell did it take this long to negotiate something like this? Republican negotiators got played. By the way, they, they wanted permitting reform. They'll get a little bit of it, but not even what Joe Manchin wanted. They won't go that far. And yes, the Republicans expect the House Republicans to pass this because the House Republicans intrinsically are not as conservative as you and me. This is pitiful. This is remarkable. This is really lame. This is the Harriet Myers of budget deals. A poop sandwich, Republicans will tell you, is really tasty. You should try it. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.